My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, and I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And today, we are here to talk about a group of women that have topped the charts 51 times since they debuted. Which is an, it's an insane <laughs> amount <Right>. of times. <laughs> they have... An almost overwhelming discography, just unbelievable. In addition to that, almost every single member has a plethora of solo projects. So today we are here to talk about the group, the myth, the legend, A-Pink. Woo! Woo! (laughs) They've been around for a while and they're coming back. So the day that this comes out, will be their first comeback in a while. We're very excited that the ladies are back and we want to tell you all about them just in case they've been under your radar until now, which I imagine for like a lot of newer mm. K-pop fans. Yeah. They probably haven't come up yet. It's true. And there's probably a lot of K-drama fans who are like, oh, I don't know who they are. Yes, you do. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. If you looked at them, you'd be like, oh, you Especially yes, now do. there are people who are currently filming things like, right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> so Sky, tell us about this group. Where'd they come from? What's going on? So some K-pop groups like, you know, kind of have a whole process for how they formed a group. No <laughs> one wants to tell me that on the internet. So it's it's pretty much the company decided, hey, we're doing a group. These are the members. So as far as what company, at the time it was called A-Cube Entertainment. It's a subsidiary. A lot of subsidiary companies in yes. the K-pop world, they just are. So the formation of the group began in early 2011. The first member that got announced was Nayeon because she had a- appeared in some of the Beast videos. Then after that, the leader was announced, Cho Rong, Young, and then Unji, and then finally Yu Kyung, which that's the member that later on left. But then they had a pre-debut reality show called 18th News, and that's when they announced Bomi and Namju becoming mm-hmm. a part of the group as well. As far as the why of why they revealed everything this way who knows i mean just because they felt like it (laughs) as far as like i've never understood that because there's other there's other groups that like here's a secret member and then suddenly we'll like introduce them at the end like why i don't i always feel bad for the kids that get Mm -hmm. class but yeah so that's the order of like how they got announced let's talk about the label name for a moment they have never changed companies that has always been the same place so they trained and debuted under A Cube, which is an independent label of Cube. Yeah, so A Cube, the Cube, you know. Them. <laughs> then the company that later became Kako M, they bought some shares, like seventy percent of the shares, and they're like, "Hey, your name is now Plan A." And they're like, "Okay, our name is Plan A now." And then Kako M decided, "No, we're going to buy all of your shares." And then later they became Play M as opposed to Play. A. As you do. They're, as yeah, you do. They're, they're still doing their thing. To give you an idea of who else is at Play M. Now, A Pink was it under AQ once upon a time, but Play M, they have A Pink, Victon, Weekly, and Kugak, which he's a soloist. I say all that to say so there's Play M Entertainment, 
And then over here is Cracker Entertainment, and all they had was the boys. Then suddenly those two merged to become IST Entertainment. So at this very moment in time, A-Peak is under IST Entertainment, despite the fact that A-Peak has never shifted their residence under any of this. It's just like they're uh, so, like staying still and everything around them everything is <laughs> changing. Chaotic tornadoes. Yeah, so like, uh, so to break it down, they started in A-Cube and then pretty much Plan A, Play M, and then ISC Entertainment. But it's all the same, essentially, kind mm-hmm. of. Hopefully just more money, you know? Like, yeah. D- different money. Different money, same building. So they debuted... April 19th, 2011, with the EP Seven Springs of AP. And that's pretty nice that they got an EP. Because sometimes, especially that era, a lot of times it was like, here's your single to debut with. Single with your instrumental. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, hey, they debuted with an EP. That's pretty cool. There's honestly not a ton of information about the beginnings of AP, but that that is what we have. So there were originally seven members, and now there are six. And here's the breakdown of those members. So Park Chorong is the leader and she's also credited as the lead dancer. A lot of them debuted before they debuted as A-Pink in Beast music videos. She was in (laughs) the Japanese teaser for Beast's shock music video. And then they were like all in Beast's beautiful music video. And she's also been in a B2B music video for the song Insane. She was the second member that was announced as part of the group. And she also has the most songwriting credits of anyone in A-Pink. So that's cool. So originally, she actually auditioned for JYP in 2009. And she successfully actually made it through like the first couple rounds, but then was eventually eliminated and sort of shuffled off to Cube, where she became the leader of A-Pink. Uh, her birthday is March Third, 1991. Ooh, March baby! March baby! <laughs> uh, next, we've got Yoon Bo Mi. You know her, you love her. She's a delight, smile face, good time. Mm-hmm. She's, the, she's the main rapper of the group and is a lead, like they're all kind of lead vocalists, but, by the but way. Let, 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 let's interject. There aren't many raps. There are not many raps. Rap. She, she does have, she is, that is her role in the group. Well, it's her role. Three rappers. There's three rappers and there's no rappers. They're on standby. It's like they're in you know, a way. They're ready. In case there's ever a rap, she is there. Okay. And you know what? Maybe this new album dropped today and we all have egg on our face because maybe it's true. a huge rap-filled album. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know. The, uh, the mixtape for Gomi. <laughs> um, she was one of the last members to be announced, uh, which was announced in the reality show, as Sky said, a pick news. Her birthday's in August, August 13th, 93. And she is also part of all the A-Pink subunits because there are two A-Pink subunits, uh, B&N, with Namju and her, and uh, A-Pink Y-O-S. So she also does quite a bit of acting, but we will get into that later. Next, we've got Jung Eun-ji, who I can fairly safely say is the most well-known member of A-Pink. She's also the face of A-Pink and is the main vocalist of A-Pink. And she was known for always smiling super wide while she sang which is how 
people recognize her because she has a very big smile. Uh, she's also an August baby, August 18th, 93. And she was a trainee for two months wow. before debuting. That's it. She literally showed up and they were like, here's your group. <laughs> we don't need to think about it. <laughs> Just go. Yeah. And because she only trained for two months, she was the only member who never appeared in a Beast music video. <laughs> so she was not there long enough. She also has the most acting credits of anyone in the group. And she, she's everywhere. <laughs> literally everywhere you know her okay we'll get into that later uh next we have the first member to be shown which was sun nyan who is apparently the lead dancer and the visual of the group she is very pretty so i, I get it very pretty i get it um, as opposed to all the all the pretty yeah, all the girls. other yeah, yeah, I mean, really gorgeous, all, gorgeous yeah. women but yeah there's a difference between being the face of the group and being the <laughs> visual of the group yeah there so, is <laughs> there is so her birthday is february 10th which is today that we're recording this happy so happy day. birthday uh 94 and she was like the main girl in beast's music videos she showed up in several of them like it wasn't just one um and she was the first announced member, and she was another originally a JYP trainee before deciding to leave JYP and moving to Cube to become part of A-Pink. I imagine she was probably, you know, enticed over with promises mm. of debut, because I feel like there's a lot mm. of that that goes on. Yeah. But she is actually is the only member that has left their agency, yeah. Uh, but she's still part of A Pink, but she's now under YG Actors because mm-hmm. I guess she wanted to focus more on acting as they've been, you know, not super active in the last little while. Uh, and she has quite a few acting credits. Actually, all like all of them have acting credits. Like, what am I even yeah. talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. Next, we have Kim Namju. I also need to point out that none of them have stage names, they all just use their names, mm-hmm. which I think is. You know, good for yeah. them. Um, who's apparently also the lead vocalist and lead dancer. Fucker. <laughs> They're like, listen, we're all good. We're all number one. Yeah. Her birthday is April 15th, 95. So she's the second youngest in the group and is the other half of the BNN subunit with Bomi. And she actually debuted in a commercial at the age of 13 before joining A-Pink. Uh, she joined Cube in 2010 through their audition program. So she was there for about a year before debuting. And she was the other member that was introduced through their reality show. Finally, sort of finally, we have Oh Hi Young, who is the other rapper. And she's also the maknae. So she's the youngest, but she's known as the mature maknae because she looks the oldest, but she's, she's the, the tallest mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so her birthday is July 19th, 96. So she's a full year younger than the next youngest, which means she would have been real young a baby child yeah when they debuted um and in fact auditioned in the seventh grade for cube where she was a trainee until she debuted we're making faces about (laughs) wow making very like concerned adults (laughs) she was a human seventh grade wow yeah um would not be any child of mine Mm, no. yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry kids not that i'm gonna have children but no 
Uh, and there was a member who did leave, though not under any shifty circumstances, because, you know, oftentimes shifty circumstances are to be expected. But in this case, there was a previous member named Yu Kiang. Uh, her birthday is September 22nd, 94. And she actually trained the longest out of anyone in the group, but left in 2013, so two years after they debuted, because she wanted to go to college. It's admirable. So, if you want to do Which it, good for right. her. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. And I do believe that they are still in touch with her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good, good feelings all around. It's just being an A pink wasn't for her, and that's fine. Yeah. So, and those, those are, that's right. Those are the members and how they got into the group. So, their colors, their fandom, their all that stuff is, I don't know, guys, what would you <laughs> guess their fandom color Blue? is? Yellow. <laughs> mm. Green. Pink. Oh, strawberry oh, okay. pink it's pink <laughs> what a shocker um, you will see pink in every every music video Literally and every mm-hmm. like they are very committed to their theme of the color pink yes which mm-hmm. does not bother me because i like pink it, i do it's too. my favorite color so yay their fandom name is panda it was originally pink panda but has in more recent years just been shortened to panda like no panda call themselves pink panda anymore they just call themselves panda they've moved um, beyond the pink panda. yeah <laughs> so i think when i look at some of the stuff online about it it looks like they kind of dropped the pink part of the panda around the same time as a pink started to do a little bit more mature concepts and a little less of the like the soft soft super soft innocent stuff panda just became panda but their light stick is still a pink panda it's very cute it's the super cutest light stick it's the little <laughs> light and pink it is really cute panda face <laughs> it's, i mean marginally creepy when it's lit up but like <laughs> but it know. also has a little like heart as the nose when i'm doing my research i was on one i think it was on like the fandom wiki for it and when I was going around doing stuff, the cursor is the little pink and white panda oh, face. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cute. I looked up to find out like what their introduction thing was or their motto. Trying to s- search like the A-Pink motto, there's like a song or an album or something that has motto as part of it. So like, <laughs> that's all that comes up. And you're like, oh, okay. Or it's like each girl's individual motto and they're, all their mottos are like, work hard and do well and you're like uh, okay I don't know so I don't know I my google foo like just failed me on that one but it kind of doesn't surprise me like they don't I don't know just something about them as a group they feel more almost individuals yeah. sometimes you mm-hmm. see it on the what was it on like shoulder view I think it was and they were like oh a teamwork challenge you guys should be good at that because you've been together and like and was like no no, we're not a team. <laughs> like, like, we're, we're just six individuals who work together. We, I mean, like, we respect our voices. We respect each but... other. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, we respect our individuality in this group. Yes. <laughs> you really see that. They are individuals. And I mean, obviously, they like each other. They no. enjoy each other's company. A-Pink's music sound and concept is different than a lot of other groups and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. They're almost exclusively bubblegum pop with cheerful lyrics and an innocent and pure image. They have been compared to some first-gen groups like SES and Finkel, but squarely all of their stuff lives 
in this kind of really bubblegum pop, really sweet, nice. The lyrics are about love and not like anything that's like sort of like depressing or sad. And um, they've talked about how they kind of attribute a lot of their success for keeping the signature concept uh, when everyone around them was not doing that. They're kind of drastically changing their styles and concepts, whether it be like just in their dances and that sort of thing. And um, Ha Young uh, was quoted saying that uh, other groups these days tend to highlight their dancing skills and sexy looks, but our concept was an innocent and pure image. And I think that's why the audience felt comfortable with us. And it was one of the things that I can't remember exactly which one of their comebacks, a lot of people thought they were going to go kind of more like the 21 route and were worried about that. And when they came out, a lot of their fans felt like they can be assured with staying with a group because of them keeping up with this image. But if you do listen to a lot of their songs, they've got this really interesting kind of background of like 90s hip hop beats. So it kind Mm. of like changes the bubblegum pop a bit within the like music itself even when they're kind of staying in this this poppy world and it's not like really represented in the like concepts or lyrics and that sort of thing in 2018 with their seventh ep one and six uh which they had to come back with i'm so sick a pink shifted their style of music the most significantly they had kind of started to like break away a little bit in the two previous comebacks but it wasn't drastic or anything it was kind of Mm -hmm. just a little bit every time but like in 2018 with this ep it was the most drastic in sound so they kind of shifted their style of music to more synth and r&b and you especially saw a change in their like music video style it's much darker and the lyrics were was about an ex so it kind of had like shifted from the school uniform type sweet soft creams yeah to to a a little bit more of like you know you've been through the world a little bit because you're now like in in college you know they they shifted from like a blush pink to like a deep rose like at this this time it's like seven years after they you know you know debuted so a lot of the style of music actually kind of also comes from who they most work with. So they work with uh, two notable producers who we all know because we've heard them a lot. And so (laughs) when I say who they are, you might actually start to pick them up even with their songs being so bubblegum pop. The first did a lot of stuff with the uh, duo Black Eyed Pilsung, who has done songs such as Sisters Touch My Body, Mrs. A's Only You, Twice As Ooh and a ton of other things. And they also worked with the producer Shinzadong Tiger, who we talked about not super extensively, but we did it for a little bit in our EXID episode because he is the one who created EXID. Once you hear those people and those songs that I mentioned, you kind of see where like some of the 90s R&B and and kind of that hip hop is coming in out of like the songs, even for their like older stuff because they kind of worked with them since debut they've worked with other people and we've kind of mentioned briefly and we'll probably maybe talk about more but a lot of the members do have composition mm-hmm. credits to their name Trong doing the most also unji has a slew especially outside of the group almost all the other members have some sort of like writing credit to at least one song Trong, i think is the most because she also gets title songs as well so we talked about the Beast music videos. They actually 
worked with them on the song Skinny Baby, which was for a school uniform brand, School Looks, S-K-O-O-L-O-K-S. Horrifically titled name for a school uniform brand, but here we are. It was 2011 too. So yes, we can't do anything. And then they had their debut music stage performance uh, with, I don't know, from their debut EP, Seven Springs of A Pink. But it wasn't until My My from their second EP before they won any music shows. Mm. They've saw their highest charting single with No, 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 which is from their third EP, Secret Garden. And it reached a bunch of stuff and it got them on the Billboard's K-pop Hot 100. At that time, this is their first time really promoting us six members. Mr. Chu in 2014 peaked also on Billboard and became one of the best-selling digital songs, according to Gon. And it's also praised for its choreo, specifically for their stages, uh, because a lot of the music stages talked about how they did a lot of work where they were like moving their hands up to their face and it made it easier for the videographers to film them on stage and get really good shots of them. So mm. they got a lot of like tight shots because of the way that they did the choreo, which mm. actually like helped their numbers in a way. That's nice. Good thing. Smart. Mm-hmm. Clever choreography. Yeah. They debuted in Japan August 4th of 2014 uh, with a showcase that included a Japanese version of No, No, No and My, My. And when they finally released those singles on like a mini album in October, they got really big on Oricon's weekly singles and kind mm-hmm. of solidified their role in Japan. And they've continued to chart really well. And even up until their change of their music, I'm So Sick also got really big in Billboard's publications and topped on the songs their 2020 release of dum Durham from their ninth ep topped four major real-time charts in south korea and became their first song to reach number one on melon in five years since remember so even at that like late stage they were still doing some major stuff uh mm-hmm. we talked about it a lot they have a lot of music a lot um, a lot, a lot, a lot. You can't even get all of it. They have seven studio albums, three of them being Japanese, nine EPs, four compilations. They've had 24 Korean singles, nine Japanese singles, and 26 other charted songs. So, and it's Ooh, funny when it. you go into Spotify and you're like, oh, it's only four albums. That's not so bad. And some singles. That's cool. They'll be singles, like, the studio kids. album has 11 songs. And then you go into the <laughs> EPs and you're like, this has eight songs okay like that point, very that's few of them are actually like small am I, yeah. am I wrong yeah, yeah i don't know and and you can't even get all the japanese stuff four. honestly but, i've always thought singles more than one song should not be a single anymore yeah. showing my age coming up from the you know vinyl there was always two right the cassette there was always two a single always one per songs, side right yeah. right so I'll accept to sometimes a record would have two songs per side on those singles. So, <laughs> so I'm you're willing okay to push that. it to four. I'll push it to four and accept it. But anything more than that, no. We stated before almost all the members have a solo career of mm-hmm, various mm-hmm. lengths and stuff. They've also within the group kind of worked on individual stuff in OST. So even if it wasn't like, actual debut solos they're kind of doing stuff and then they they worked with beast and they worked with b2b it's a massive amount of stuff and knowing all of that and knowing how many albums they have and how they're fairly popular in japan 
they've done a lot of concerts. Their first concert was Pink Paradise in 2015. It was a Korean a tour. It sold out within two minutes of posting. There were 7,200 tickets that sold out within Boy. two minutes. And this wow. is not uncommon. Almost all of their concerts sell out within three minutes of being posted. Most of them are in the two minute range. People love them. Yeah. In total, they've had seven Korean tours, four Japanese tours, seven Asian tours. Uh, They've had one North American tour that was for Vancouver, Dallas, San Francisco, and LA. And in 2020, they did an online concert. And they've done some other music appearances, like they've been to the Korean Times Music Festival in LA, which is a, a yearly concert event that has a lot of Korean artists. They've done stuff like MTV's MTV's Music Evolution, uh, along acts like One Republic and Far East Movement. And that's essentially their music kind of in a nutshell. I I skipped over a lot because there's a lot, a lot. There's just too much. It kind of is like almost overwhelming how much they have in their music section, the discography, especially when you kind of pair it with their solo work. They really stuck to their poppy sound for a really long time. Which, and even with that like transition, it still wasn't as transitioned as you would think mm-hmm. and expect. There was a lot of like kind of momentum towards it. And they kind of still live in a very poppy like sound, just a little bit more in like darker concepts and then darker lyrics. But they still had that like a pink sound. I think they really have yeah. like a sound that you can just listen to and you're mm-hmm. like ah oh, that would be an aping song and yeah I think that's kind of like a, a testament to a, like a, a group knowing where they're most knowing loved and where they they work yeah. really well and keeping up with it which is like not something that a lot of other groups do we've talked about other groups on the podcast where we'll be like oh if you don't like the songs that you've heard they have others because they have a wide variety. You really don't get that in AP. They really are mm-hmm. like, if you like are- their like main title tracks, you are guaranteed to like their mm-hmm. B-sides and their lesser known works. They really pride themselves in doing that and kind of it's their focus more on their fan base and kind of almost not betraying air quotes yeah. their, their fan base in Which a drastic change. I, think it's, I appreciate like yeah. it's a commitment and I think partially the fact that they have so many side projects lets them explore other sounds, but they know that this, when they're together, this is our sound. Mm -hmm. When we go off, we can do our own thing and explore some other stuff, but together, this is a pink and this is what a pink does. And this is what our fans like. So that's what we'll do. And like one of the interviews I saw with them, they said that a pink is known for being one of the only Korean groups to have a consistent uprise like they've Mm -hmm. never plateaued they haven't hit their plateau yet they're still going up as far as how many fans they have how many sales they make how many streams it's a constant upward slope for them it's great when a group changes their sound because that's what they want to do and and they want to explore something that's cool but you do lose some fans because if I was here for a and now you're in sound b I might not. Yeah. And it's also hard when um, you get to a group and you're like, oh, but I only like this one B side that they did. 
they'll probably never do that again because it'll be like the next time they change their sound it will Mm -hmm. be something different and I think there's a time and place and groups for that and I think like there are groups that do really well Mm -hmm. where they kind of shift Mm -hmm. in their sound and I think that's like a really great thing but I think a pink really figured out especially with their voice types that what they are doing is the best for them and the best for the group as a whole because Mm-hmm. What you sing in your solos and how you sing in solos is different than you being mm-hmm. in a group. I like that even if you don't personally like their songs, you can kind of really respect what they were doing with mm-hmm. keeping up with that sound. Even with the type of concept that they do, both males and female audiences can relate to what they're mm-hmm. singing and relate to their songs and stuff. So mm-hmm. they've got this really great kind of flow into everyone, even if they are kind of more like in this pink bubble pop with their innocent concepts, like when you watch the videos and stuff, especially the older stuff that's very cream and pink and, you know, soft, it feels young, but it never feels young in that weird way where like we're in school uniforms for the older man audience. Like it always feels like it's focused at teens or like mm-hmm. that it's focused towards the female gaze to the yeah. words that like, they're like talking about hang boy, out it's with still us like a teen boy who's with them or like you know yeah hang out with their friends like and you can really see how young some of those girls are because natalia said their their ages that some of them were like 14 when they started you know when they debuted that's like really young and you mm-hmm. can tell if you watch their first mv mm-hmm. they all yeah. look like babies. they look young <laughs> And they're still like fairly young and the way that they kind of transitioned, it it still fit. It flowed. It wasn't weird Mm -hmm. or pandering even on that other end. And also something that I kind of noticed in their younger music videos and stuff, their makeup was very natural. And when I say Mm -hmm. that, like, I know that's always kind of the joke, natural makeup, but no, like they really downplayed the makeup, which I thought Mm -hmm. was a, was very good for that age group. And you honestly don't get to see that very much anymore, even for that age group, because often even that age now is, you know, a lot of makeup and stuff. You know, the first couple of music videos, it was very, they didn't have a lot of makeup. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, they didn't do much with their hair. It was kind of like just natural. It kind of has that like what everybody could attain type Mm -hmm. look. It looked like what everybody already had in their wardrobe. It felt pretty accessible. Like mm-hmm. eventually they kind of would have a different uniform that was very like, oh, this is a music group. But even then it wasn't, it wasn't outlandish. So I, I imagine for the fans, you know, you could picture yourself maybe talking with them or something. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes you yeah. feel on the same plane as them rather than you are unattainable, like you're way, way. Yeah, they and, weren't like in, attainable in a, they were the cool girls that you could never befriend. Like they seemed like they were kind of down to earth, sweet people that you would be friends with. Yeah. Right. And I right. think they push that like in their video concepts too, like that idea of girlfriends, right? We're girlfriends. It'll be romantic. And it's like, oh, like it's cute. Noon's getting like love letters. Oh, we're all so happy for her. And we're mm-hmm. all, you know, like it just has that very like girlfriends hanging out feel like I could see (laughs) if I found them when I was a teenager feeling like I could see myself in there I could insert myself into that friend group I touched on some of their accomplishments but I know Natalia has a probably hefty hefty list I'm sorry I'm dealing dealing with an angry dog so as a group that has a huge popularity and uh, almost 
unfathomable amount of discography, one would imagine that they have won a few awards in their time, and that is accurate. I'm not even going to mention the ones that they were nominated for and didn't win, because um, we'd be here forever. So I'm just going <laughs> to go the ones that they have won. So they started in 2014, soon after they debuted. They won the Seoul Music Awards Bong Sang, or Bong Sang, however you want to pronounce it, for No, No, No. And they won the Mellon Music Awards Best Choreography for Mr. Chu late, late in the year. Then in 2015, they won Song of the Year at the Guy on Chart Music Awards with Love. At the Golden Disc Awards, they won both the Disc Bong Sang for their album Pink Blossom and the Best Female Performance as a group. Uh, also in 2015, 2015 was a big year for winning mm -hmm, awards mm -hmm. for APEC. Mm -hmm. um, at the uh, Japan Golden Disc Awards, uh, they won the Best Asian Artist. Uh, at the Korean Culture Entertainment Awards, they won the Best K-Pop Singer Group. Sometimes these get like real specific with their yeah. you know, like award yeah. types. Uh, at the Korean Entertainment Art Awards, they won Best Female Group. And at the Mellon Music Awards, uh, they won the Top 10 Artist, as well as the Top 10 Artist at the SBS Award Festival. At the Seoul Embassies Day Awards, uh, they won the Handbit Awards, but they shared that with Vix and Rainbow, who also won that year. It was like, it was a little it was a triad of, of winning that year. Uh, and finally, at the Seoul Music Awards, they won the Bong Sang Award for Mr. Chu. Mr. Chu got two awards through- Mr. Mr. Chu ruled that year, yes. for sure. Yeah. Like, yes. uh -huh. Even across like dramas and stuff. It yeah. was mm -hmm. like yeah, everyone, it was in the background music of everything people everyone were doing, knew. like the little hand mm -hmm. movements or like Elise going, Mr. Chu, but I didn't chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And okay, in 2016, at the Golden Disc Awards, they won the Bong Sang again for Pink Memory. At the KK Box Music Awards, they won a special award. Ooh, very fun. And at the Soul Music Awards, they won the Bong Sang for their album, Remember. In 2017, at the Asia Artist Awards, they won Best Celebrity. At the V-Live Awards in 2017, uh, they won the Top 10 Global Artist. Good for them. Uh, mm -hmm. And then in 2018, at the Fandom School Awards, they won Best Female Group. At the Korean Wave Awards, they won the Hallyu Singer Award. And at the Mellon Music Awards, again, top 10 artist, A-Pink. That's just their awards. We probably won't have time to get into it, but in their solo work, other people have won awards. It's, it's wild, okay? These, these girls don't stop. And they work in lots of things. They have variety. They not only have appeared in everything, like a million episodes of Running Man, my very first Running Man episode I ever watched was because I watched Unji in a drama and then mm -hmm. I went and looked her mm -hmm. up and watched like Running Man episodes with her in it. They're everywhere. I was just mm -hmm. watching them on quiz with Weekly and everywhere all They're the time. On, like, like every fourth episode every, of Running Man. Yeah. Like, like if yeah, it's basically if it's a variety show that has idols or actors they have been on it if you watch their recent episode uh on jesse's show review when she has to leave because she's going to do a different 
variety yeah. show. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, she on, was like, going I to live do, alone um, or something. My little old boy. Yeah. Which I then went, I'm so, like, yeah, I'll watch that episode. Well, my little little boy. Boy. Yeah, throw it on my watch list. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're everywhere. A lot of this stuff is on YouTube. Go there and check that stuff out. Now, they also have very specific A Pink variety shows. Like it was mentioned before, um, they had the A Pink News. There's three seasons of that, and it started pre-debut and in fact two of their members were announced during that the first episode that I watched of a pink news was actually the first episode of I think season three and Bomi's sitting at the desk and she's like oh I'm at the desk I'm important I'm official now like she's very like this is I've never seen it from this side of the desk kind of thing and then she's like okay like take it down a notch we're professional (laughs) newscasters here and then you know it goes into nonsense like it's it's a very cute sort of show of like behind the scenes stuff and costumes that they're doing for comeback some of it is things like the diet challenge and the the fitness challenge and they're three of the three of the members need to lose weight and but we're gonna make them compete you're just like "Mm, these are beautiful girls with lovely figures let's mm-hmm. just but i did list. you know uh it was amusing to watch like sonnean is like super 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 flexible like crazy flexible they had to do it that test where you stand on a step and like fold in half to like touch your toes mm-hmm. and she went past her toes past the first step it was like two of those stacked steps for like step class she went past the first one and the girls are like oh my gosh and then she went further and touched the floor and her big long black hair is <laughs> hanging down they're like it's like the, the ring we're watching a horror movie so that was 2011 to 2012 there were three seasons of a pink news then there is in 2014 they did oven radio on one the k so that's all on YouTube. And then they also did a pink showtime. Surprisingly for everything else they were doing in 2015, there was no like a pink variety show in 2015. They were but too busy in- winning all those awards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so- and like going on yeah, <laughs> tours and stuff. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're busy. Most of these obviously connect with you know, there's a comeback coming or mm-hmm. something and you, so you get to see some stuff that they're doing. Yeah prepping for that right um 2016 was a pink's extreme adventure where they all got different places and challenges that they had to go and so they all took off to different locations and bungee jumping and the highest roller coaster Mm -hmm. in the world and Mm -hmm. stuff like that And, and then 2017 put your hands up which is a typical variety show had to do with the comeback it was all on v live all appears to still be there watchable this was my favorite one 2018 they collaborated with a game called racing star which is a racing mobile game and they did a show called a pink's racing star where they did a bunch of car racing like competitions and stuff it has a very like mario kart kind of vibe to it all like it's so silly and so ridiculous and you really see how competitive these girls are because that one starts out it's 2 a.m and they're coming home finally after a full day of activities and then they get kidnapped and taken off to be on and i'm thinking 
if at 2 a.m. you took me to a snowy field and then you told me if you have this black card, then you're out, you go home. I would have been like, give me the black card so I can go <laughs> home. But these girls are so competitive. They're like, no, no, I'm going to win this. So that was 2018. 2020, they did another show with One the K called Idol Tour. It's nice. A lot of this stuff is on YouTube. You can just go watch it on YouTube, which is great. If you're really super into the girls, you can go check them out that way. And because some of it's very tied to comebacks, they're upcoming Mm -hmm. from 10 years ago. It's cute. It's fun. You get to see some more of their personalities and stuff. Like I enjoyed watching them on other variety shows as well. All those individual personalities. They're super entertaining. They really are. Even if it's just a couple of them or if it's a full group. Yeah. They're just always funny. They are very big energy, but they all have very distinctive personalities. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy watching them because they're so big and energetic, but it's also varied in ways that you just don't expect, especially, you know, if you're just like coming from just listening to their songs or watching their videos and you're like, that's not them at all. (laughs) I was, uh, I was watching an episode of Weekly Idol that had them on it where they each of them had to pretend to be a different member mm-hmm. of the group. Oh, it was savage. And then they had to perform Mr. Chu, but as each other person yeah. they were impersonating. What a mess. It was a mess. Oh, yeah, there's like you see that when they get like asked questions about like those like quiz questions like who's the member most likely to and they all and you can just see like everybody one of them will just hang their head or something and everybody <laughs> looks at them they're like yeah it's her and she's like it's me and they seem to get along with other people really yeah. well as well like other members of other groups that quiz episode that I watched it was two of them I think it was Namju and Unji were on the team with two members of Weekly and those girls just like sucked into their aura and was like yep you're with us now you're part of our crew Mm. and you'd think if I was a 17 year old new debut with a pink like that I would be shy around them Mm. or like in awe and they just clearly put them so at ease and were so comfortable yeah I think one of the things that I thought was interesting when I was kind of searching just for random like fan videos Mm. online was how many videos they had of other K-pop idols like reacting to them or doing their songs. And Mm -hmm. it seems like most of the idols in K-pop through the various generations absolutely love Mm A-Pink. Top favorites. They sing along every single time. I know. A lot of your idols are friends. So you don't don't need to have fan wars because they like each other. Even just listening to some of the hosts talking and they're like, oh, yeah, A-Pink, you guys are back again. You know, it's like old friends. And I think that's an uh, like attributes to them being the generation that they are. They're like technically second gen and that generation of K-pop, especially were so big on collab shows. Like when you watch episodes of the running man that they're on, not all the group is on. It's just like, mm-hmm. sometimes the full group is on. Sometimes it's just various. One of my favorite running man episodes. And it literally has known and Unji from a pink. And then it has like girls from girls generation. Yeah. It has infinite. It has uh, M black members. And you know, one of them being <laughs> our sweet baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chan Sung and, and like, 
just a slew sister is on it just a slew of people i mean you're you have like 20 major k-pop idols and it's just like that's what they're used to doing because they did all those like star bell shows mm-hmm. and that sort of thing yeah. that's what they're used to doing as part of their mm-hmm. publicity it was also fun to watch um on knowing bros or ask us anything since the members had done so much work on all these other shows so they had already done all this work in the past yes as a group with the host guys but also like individually they had done all these things so it's like yeah i know him from we just worked last year on such and such such. though they were polite they of course would like give them grief like the girls would give the hosts grief and that's always just really fun to watch when people know each other over the years Mm -hmm. and they have an ongoing relationship and they can kind of you know tease each other rather than just the host teasing the idol group like the idol group can just dish it right back and it's nice yeah even having the female idol like not the female Mm -hmm. idols can't do that Mm -hmm. it was a nice balance like it was all fun so they also act which I don't think I knew that all of them did. And then when I started looking, I was like, oh, I've seen that. Yep. Okay. I've seen them in that too. I knew Unji, she was probably one of my first dramas in Sassy Gogo. She was just in Work Later, Drink Now. And there's a second season of that coming out, scheduled to come out. She was an untouchable. Trot Lovers, Reply 1997. I think she was also in 94 as like a cameo, maybe. She was in That Winter the Wind Blows. She was in the movie uh, 0.0 Megahertz, which is apparently kind of a horror deal, I guess. It is a horror, Like, yeah. I will not be watching it. But I have watched many of her dramas, so she's a delight. And then Naeun, I'm watching currently in Ghost Doctor, which I didn't think I had really watched her and other stuff, but was in Lost. She was in Dinner Mate. Cinderella in the Four Night. 20 Again glorious day she was a main character or this is variety as well but she was on a show called gamsung camping which was a bunch of female comedians actresses idols who went camping she was also in the movie the wrath and marrying the mafia v or five i'm not really sure what the v was for cho wrong she was in romance special law Plus Nine Boys, All My Love, which was a daily. Um, and she was in the movie Road Family. She also was a guest role on A Poem a Day, which is where I've seen her. Bomi was in Please Don't Date Him, Phantom Secret Agent, both Farming Academy seasons. Because this is my first life. And Love Detective Sherlock K. Hi, Young. Starting point of dating. Love and Time and Love and Memory, which I haven't watched, but I think are connected because she has the same character name in both of them. And Please Find Her, where she plays herself. I always love when people play themselves. Yeah. So appearance. And then Namju has like the fewest acting credits, but I have watched all of them. So she's been in two different web series that have two seasons each where this is no shade on her at all not to say she's not a good actress it, just having watched her in a lot of variety as well kind of comes across a little bit like her in these situations they're fun they're really silly and fun kind of shows uh first one Sarin was Alice, and it's actually one of my very first k-dramas because it used to be on netflix i think it's sponsored by like 
the Korean Food Health and Safety Board or something, because it's like she's a detective who works for the food health and safety, whatever. Like every episode has a different big speech about washing your hands properly or proper food prep or how you can't keep those egg salad sandwiches out in the sun on your picnic because people will get sick. So it's clearly intended for educational purposes. And then she's also in Devil Inspector, which I loved the first season. The second season is a little darker, but very, very funny show where she plays a police officer. And I did not list off all of the things that they in as cameos or single appearance or where they appear as themselves. Even if you're here and you're not really a K-pop person, but just stuck it out, like, trust us, you know these girls, you know their faces, you've seen them in stuff. Probably of all that stuff that I listed, you've probably watched at least one, if not more. There was not enough time to watch all of their shows and all of their variety shows and all of their music videos and everything. That, that would be Unless a couple we years. had planned this yeah. like a year ago. <laughs> Let's do a page in a year. Technically, one of the members out. is in one of my favorite dramas of all time. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, speaking of like solo work, we'll start with Young. She has a solo album that came out in 2019 called Oh! Exclamation Point. <laughs> and that's really awesome for her. That's her, her foray into the solo music. Next, we've got Bomi. Um, she has her own YouTube channel that's pretty popular. That's just her being Bomi. her. <laughs> uh, but she also has an extensive list of things that she has done. She has been a featured artist with uh, MIB, with uh, Yoon Hyun Sang, with Mighty Mouth, with uh, David O. Oh. She was on the Summer 11 project uh, for Our Night is More Beautiful Than Your Day. She was in the single Vaccine with Wu Tae Woo and I Won. So I think that's pretty cool. And she also has done some soundtracks. You know, so she did an OST for some guys, some girls, and Cinderella and the Four Nights, the song Without You we talked about before, and also for the School 2017 OST uh, with Kim Nam Joo, of all people. Um, she did I Pray For You on that. Uh, I'm going to end with Unji because, like, there's the most. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we get it. Busy. <laughs> Namju has also had a single album called Bird, which was 2020, which had the song with Unji and uh, Jang Hyun Sung. She uh, did a song called A Year Ago, uh, as well as Photograph with Yuk Sung Jae. She is uh, featured on a Damiano song. I really like this stuff, uh, Sweet Now. And of course, she got some OSTs. That's right. She had an OST for Tom Little in the Magic Mirror, for Merry Summer, for School 2017, which was with Bomi, uh, for Deep, and for I Want to Hear Your Song. Finally, we get to she girl don't stop she's been in everything not only that she has won individual awards like she has her own individual award situations where uh she won best kiss uh for reply 97 in the tvn 10 awards uh she won the popularity actress award for uh trot lovers in 2014 i love that show personally 
in the 2013 SBS Drama Awards. Uh, she won the New Star Award for The Winter the Wind Blows. Also in 2013, she won Best New Actress in the Beksang Arts Awards for Reply 97. Now we're getting into the EP. She, she got a lot going on. Uh, 2016, she had the EP Dream. In 2017, she had the EP The Space. In 2018, she had Hihua. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, and then in 2020, she had Simple. Now, she got singles in addition to those EPs. Girl, don't <laughs> stop. Okay? So she did one in 2016 called Hopefully Sky featuring Harim and 2017 The Spring also featuring Harim. Been there away in 2018, 2020. She had some collabs, uh, Love Day with Yang Yo Sub, a year ago with uh, Namju and Jang Hyun Sun, as I said, and with Seo In Gook, our old friend Seo In Gook from Reply 97 for the OST. She did a duet with him, uh, All For You. If you have as- not, heard anything that she's done listen to her with Sohn Gook their voices match it's incredible they're so good together so she did Mm -hmm. two songs with him for the 97 OST so she did all for you and just the way we love they also were acting partners it was nice she also did a song for the Barefoot Friends OST, for the Three Days OST, for Entertainer OST, for the Strong Girl uh, Bong Soon OST, for the Suits OST, for the Sound of Music, Birth of Music OST, for the She's My Type OST, for the Startup OST, for the Romance 101 OST, and of course, for the Work Later Drink Now OST, because she was also in the show. Uh, so she is booked and busy and uh, keep it on, keep it on. What other interesting information do we need to know about this group, Sky? Well, we already talked about like personality wise, they're really fun. We already kind of went over that, but they're also very kind hearted. They do a heck ton of charity work on an individual level and a group level. It's kind of hard to find a lot of it because a lot of it's, of course, in Korean with this, the details of a lot of these things, mm-hmm. but in general, quite often for their birthdays on an individual level, they will go do an event with their fans, but it will usually be volunteer work. I like when they do that. There'll usually be a variety of things. And some of the members, you know, they will donate money for their birthday for specific organizations. It's typically, you know, kids with disabilities, you know, impoverished families, things like that. There was one time when one of the members also went with one of the members of block B to do something but it was also very much like a photo shoot too so sometimes you can tell it's a thing that just they get told to do like even Chorong she went and volunteered in Bangladesh as a part of a program and the people that were involved with her with that said that she worked really hard like she wasn't above like doing all the hard work to do all the volunteering that she did to do they're known for how nice they are to all of the broadcast staff Pretty much all of the music show staff love them just because they have these long careers and each time they're, they're just very kind to everyone around them. I think it was their first concert where I've never heard of anyone doing this. After the concert, so after they did all that hard work, they went and for each of the cleaning staff, they went individually and bowed to them and thanked them Aww, individually. Oh, wow. Really nice. I, I've definitely seen, you know, a lot of the groups I follow, they're very kind, you know, 
they acknowledge people, but like going, going individually to say thank you to all the cleaning staff and stuff. That, that's pretty amazing. Nan, so for during the coronavirus situation, she donated 50 million won to a community chest to help those that were affected. Even during the shooting of Real Men, the show where the idols, they go and they like do army stuff. Lee Dahi was in that with Bomi. And so Bomi would encourage Lee Dahi a lot during that time. And so that was a noted thing that happened. So I'm going to tell a story that like I pretty much cried at when I first read it. So bear with me a little bit. It's not going to be super long. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to try to explain it. Essentially, the person that shared this story, their younger sibling, and we don't know if the sibling was a boy or a girl because of the way they refer to younger siblings in Korean. Um, but the poster, the original poster, they, their sibling was a very sick kid and so didn't get to go to school a lot, but when they did, they were bullied and just didn't have any friends and stuff. But Bomi really took that person under their, under her wing and like would eat lunch with them and would walk them home and like teach them dances and make sure to make them laugh, even though they were having a really rough time and stuff just made a huge difference in this kid's life at school eventually that kid passed. And hmm. so the person that shared that story really wanted Bomi to know how much of a difference that that made for that kid's life and mm-hmm. even for their family and stuff. I just thought that was super sweet. Um, really sweet. That tells you about that person. Cause you know, it's not like, oh, they're being an idol and they're doing X, Y, Z. And this is even pre-debut too, I think, but it's when they knew that she was going to be an idol and stuff. But another thing is, um, so I actually got to know about A-Pink because I was looking into Victon a couple years ago because A-Pink is their seniors. I've watched the interactions on some of the Victon's variety shows. And so Chorong would talk about like how she's pretty shy. So she wouldn't talk to Victon a lot like early on, but she would tell the managers, Victon's managers to like take care of them. So so it was behind the scenes. Mm. She was very supportive of them. But since she has a more shy personality, she wouldn't like chat them up a lot or anything. She kind of was like a mom figure to Victon a lot later on, as far as two of the Victon members, they went and they did a audition show with the, can't think of it, 101, Protus 101 and stuff. And so one of them left early and was having kind of a rough time. And so he sought out Chorong for like advice and it made a really big difference for him to have somebody to talk to and stuff. So they just all like around nice girls really and all around like the the whole group of a pink really praises Chorong for being a very very good leader and how she's really the one that has kept the group together hmm. like they say hmm. like a pink would not be around anymore if it wasn't for her like it, they re-signed at some point with their company and sh- she was pretty much the one that encouraged trust me like we can do this together so she kind of gave them confidence to continue but across the board like they always talk about how awesome Chorong is so that's pretty much it. I mean, they, they do a lot of sharing work. Side note, there was like a scandal, you know, the era of the school bullying scandals amongst all the idols mm-hmm. and how some of them were not a thing and some of them were. So Chorong was, there There was alleged school violence and stuff, but they, essentially someone accused her of school violence and also shared pictures of when she was a minor and she was drinking. Chorong apologized for the drinking because that did happen but the other stuff she insisted like she did not do and even though they tried to talk through with the person that accused them like it was a thing so mm-hmm. the company backed her up on that and continued mm-hmm. to like pretty much counter you know sue oh, and counter sue like, and all those things 
It's like, oh no, a teenager underage drank. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh no, like, like, however many years later, she was like having to apologize profusely for that. I think what's really sad is when they have to apologize for something they did not yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But saying things like, I'm sorry that, that, you know, I let down my fans and I, I worried you and all those things. It's just unfortunate that they have to go through mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that must have been really stressful for Chorong as well. Like just as the leader to worry mm-hmm. that this thing that you didn't even do might yeah you know affect your members and your group as a whole and everything because we've seen it some of these scandals really do affect some of the groups and Mm -hmm. they disappear for a year or more or never come back and and i also want to say contextually it was during that period of time when like all of those like everybody was accusing everybody Yeah. yeah The it's like, bullies accusing idols. Every single, every yeah. single celebrity in Korea was a school bully. That just means everyone, like percentage-wise. Also, not possible that only good people say that other people have done bad things. Like it's not yeah. possible, especially right. when you have like a a group who's like Little super sus. popular Little and like, people are jealous mm-hmm. and a bully themselves. They just didn't get to the, reach the popularity. So this is the only thing that they can yeah. do. When that all happened, like, it was very clear. Some of those stories came out and you were like, that wasn't bullying. The two of you had beef. Like, yeah, it was there's very a clear. Difference, right? Like, <laughs> like, it was like, very clear. Like, a bunch of people were in the same message board, too. You're like, they were like, yeah. oh, the gossip corner message yeah. board. And they all were like, we should do this. And we all, like we're at that school so we have like at least a little bit of like backing air quotes but yeah, yeah where, it's, where it's like every once in a while there'll be one that it's like they stole my pencil in the third grade i'm like oh no <laughs> third grade also like, the worst part about it is there are like legitimately people awful bullying stuff who yes. actually did awful stuff and what this does it it just covers that up mm-hmm. right and nobody gets justice for it because there are some that actually do really terrible things mm-hmm. whether yeah. they're idle or not and right. it just it hurts mm-hmm. that it hurts the survivors or even the non-survivors of these school bullyings because people are just like making stuff up which then nobody believes anything and they can't have a voice and right yeah ridiculous exactly and another thing i did find was uh so law of the jungle the members have been on Law of the Jungle a lot. And he said, like, no particular reason. I've just always been a really big fan of AP. So since he's had so much uh, experience with them and stuff, he's like, out of all the idols, AP is the group that is the most hardworking and have never mm-hmm. forgotten their, like, rookie. You know, they're very humble mm-hmm. with how mm-hmm. they handle people. And they're just, you know, great they're teamwork and stuff like that. still Jenny from the block, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> but I always just think as a testament when it's, people you work with be it senior people or people below you or even the cleaning like if across the board everyone respects how you treat them like yeah that's a that's a really good sign uh does anyone have a favorite song a little recommendation of a favorite song before we end this deep dive (laughs) so i will say like i was watching uh music shows at the time when their comeback happened yeah and I, I really, really, really were, were we both watching it at that time, Jesse? Like, were you- it was 
if not we, it was close by like we're at least like <laughs> watching after the fact so then you know by default I was watching some of the stages but yeah, yeah I got into it <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun to watch those performances mm-hmm. so, like I, I've always really really liked that song also yeah. I I remember seeing the Burt the Namjoo's Bird performances as well oh, the I'm yes, a bird we were definitely there for that <laughs> because that was we were our, like... like mornings yeah <laughs> Because that was because... also who else was like there was a couple of people. Oh, um, one of the girls from Four Minute was doing stuff, and then one of the ex members of EXID who went on to Bestie, she was also doing her solo thing. So yeah, we were there for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had we had fun watching those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so those those are like my two like because I even have memories tied mm-hmm. to those things. I really like the song. I'm so sick. Yes. It's also my favorite yeah. music video there. Mm-hmm. I just like the vibe of it. I don't love the rest of the song, but I'm really partial to the opening of um, I'm Not an Angel. It has very like Hanson Mbop mm-hmm. like vibes. Like it's very do, 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 do. And I, every time it starts up, I'm like, oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> like it's, just, it's just fun. But I think probably for me, I like the album Pink Revolution the most. And off of that, I really enjoy. Um, ah, speaking of which, <laughs> my phone just turned it up. Um, <laughs> Boom Pow Love, I really like. I also really like Drummer Boy off of that one. So mm-hmm. those are sort of my my big ones. But mostly I like Bird by Namjoo. I like their solo stuff generally a bit more. I like um, Ha Young. I like her her stuff like her solo stuff mm-hmm. too so so for the group stuff we talked about a lot of the stuff that I like no 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 is maybe not a song that I like love but I always attribute it to a pink but I kind of was surprised because I will say like the type of music they produce is not really my favorite uh, but I did find listen to their first song I don't know and really like it and I think they do amazing work within their genre. And I think yeah. they are really yes, revolutionary definitely. in like staying with that and they do it well. I just really liked, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I also absolutely love Unji's voice. So anything she does mm-hmm. to sing, like literally, honestly, every single time she just sings in a song is my favorite part. Not to say that the other girls don't do amazing as well, but ugh, I just love her voice so much. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy listening to it because yeah. she's so she's so good at she's she's incredible she's does everything perfect and she doesn't actually hurt her voice too then also Mm -hmm. just on a technical note it makes me so happy you can see why she only trained for two months before well yeah (laughs) there's a jennifer hudson song right before she got into the company or something and it you can see it i think it probably was on that a A pink news i don't know i just found it randomly and she's at the level then that she is now And one of the big things, like when you were saying that she was like known as a smiling person, uh, that's also attributed to her vocal training because she actually knows uh, what to do to raise her soft palate to give her the the belt that doesn't hurt her. And when you smile, you naturally do that. And that's part of the reason why she Ah. smiles, but she's super clear and super supported and I love and, when, and listen, when you know that they're not hurting their voice as much yeah. as it could be. If, if you like both her voice and you like trot music, you gotta watch <gasps> Trot Lovers, man. There you, go. you gotta watch <laughs> Trot Lovers. It's, other, it's also called Lovers of Music, but when I watched it. Yeah, I think most it people know it as trot, trot Lovers. 
but they like changed yeah. the, i think on cocoa it's lovers oh. of music or something Coco-a. but anyway she's <laughs> mm, she plays <laughs> a trot singer Ooh, chef's kiss an episode of running man that i watched with them like before they revealed that a pink was there they had artists behind these doors and they were just singing so Unji, she sang like this very good it just sounded like old korean song type singing like Mm -hmm. to where they thought she was like a 50 year old like professional (laughs) like singer of many many decades and so that they made all these plans because they were trying to figure out like who to team up with that person and stuff. And so then when it was like, it's a peak, they're like, whoa, we thought like you were old <laughs> and like you, you were just, you sounded so good. Like, and it was Unji. Like, mm. I think she was trying to sound like that main trot lady. The, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, you sounded like her. She's like, yes, I didn't know what I heard. <laughs> I really like the video for My 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 uh, or My My. The one that starts out like pink summer and they're camping and having a barbecue and it and then all of a sudden it turns into a horror film. Yes. You're like, what is going on, A-Pink? And there's like and a one where she's like they squeezing were the ketchup bottle it. around yeah. so the ketchup everywhere. So good. Wait, but like it's dark, but it's really not. But then it's like it's just funny and it's so them, like it's so their personalities mm. and it, it's just fun to watch. Does anyone have like a favorite member that stands out to them, like their personality or like the fun things that they do? Bomi. I love Bomi. I do Bomi's think. personality. She's, she's so great. She's so we kind of talked about this before um we started recording, but we have a theory that like Bomi and Unji, they have some of their like roles. They're that's just their personality. Just, just like, Bomi and um, mm-hmm. because this is my first life, I think that's just her. She didn't act, she just learned lines. And I, I mean I said that about Detective Alice and and Devil Inspector Namju mm-hmm. kind of like that's kind of her personality. Like she's a bit of a a goofball when you see her in some things. Like not meant in a bad way at all. She just clearly has fun doing stuff. I like that be live that uh, Bomi did where she was trying to do Itzy's <laughs> dance. Have you seen it? She's no, like doing. I, I don't remember which song from Itzy she was doing, but it was like one they were moving a lot, and like her shoulder kept on cracking. Oh, and probably like, the one that was oh, like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm That's too awesome. old for this. And she like try, and she's like obviously just sitting in the like middle of the living room trying to do, it, and she's like, oh. <laughs> That's a good choreo, but I'm I'm too old for this. And the just like by. I bet it was I bet it was that wannabe song because that so was like funny. the main thing. That's hilarious. I, I love how Bomi. So the Taekwondo thing, like so Bomi's a Taekwondo like mm-hmm. third level black belt something. Yeah. And how like on Running Man and stuff, they'll be like, she no 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 no, out. you you can kick me, and she like keeps taking She'll them out. Take people out. She <laughs> took- she took Jin out of the game. Like, he was like, well, oh, yeah, like, you're, you know, you're small as up. And this, he went down like a bag of bricks. Well, what like, was, what was funny, another episode was like, she had clearly had to diet for a, like, so she was smaller. And so they were like, oh, so this time, like, if you kick me, like, it won't hurt as bad, right? No. 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 <laughs> no. Doesn't work I- like that, buddy. <laughs> I was very amused watching her on um, on the one show and it was like she would like time out or not have time to answer or she would answer wrong and they'd be like no like that was wrong you're out and she just wait wait like she just why like always it was like and so you're out why and they're like you didn't do the thing and she's like 
why don't I get another turn? And they're like, no. And she's like, why? Like, it's also, I don't right? remember which of the variety things, but it, like, I just saw a clip of it. Like, it was like the end of the thing. And she was just like, visit my YouTube channel. And she's just like, not caring at all that she's not supposed to be doing. She's yeah. like, just my YouTube channel is this. I'll subscribe, like, subscribe, I'll subscribe, <laughs> like, and subscribe. <laughs> like, supposed to be doing a variety show. She, she's really so animated though. with her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't care about, like, if she's it's looking light. silly yeah. or something. But Unji is really fun too. Like she, she's very witty with how she yes. handles people. Like yeah. on the variety shows, even with like all the senior entertainers and stuff, the way mm-hmm. she, she fires right back, but like it's never mean or anything, but yeah. she, no. she handles them very, very well. Especially when she gets into the like dialect stuff with the main guy on Knowing Bros. Yeah, like I think coming into this, I would have like definitely said Unji's my favorite because I know her from dramas. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I've seen her in so much stuff, but then watching it more, it's like I still love her. She's still probably my favorite, but I feel like I know the rest of the girls so much more. And I enjoyed like Namju and like just even Naun, like seeing she sometimes comes across like a little bit more like we sort of said, like pretty like a pretty like a face and I you know but she's sneaky and she's like <laughs> had a little sarcastic bite to her yeah. and stuff and you're like oh I did not see that coming I, I like did it. see I like in the fandom her like thing is just let her go home already <laughs> because she will just like after a certain point she's like I've checked out of having to be social I'm and I just here. want I'm to go here. home yeah like just let me and it's just like her being like okay I'm, I'm tired of it. And then like, just <laughs> let her go home. Just let her. That's funny. Well, anyway, this has been our deep dive into the long running girl group, A-Pink. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. And we hope that you go and check out some of their stuff because they've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> really? <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh, if you want to links to some of that stuff, you got to find it on our website at certifiednewness.com where all the episodes have links to everything we talk about. And also you can listen to the episodes and also get time codes for everything that we talk about on every single episode. If you want to reach out to us on social media, we are on all social media. It's always at Certified Nunas, but we're easiest to reach on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to become a member of our incredible community, we have two ways one the freeway you can go join our discord we have a discord server we have lots of conversations about all sorts of stuff happening in the asian entertainment world and it is super fun but if you want to throw a couple bucks our way to keep this podcast going you can go to patreon.com slash certified newness to become part of the official certified found family uh there are family on the web we love them they support us and we support them back with sick content that we give them anyway we hope that you have a fantastic week You stay safe, you wear a mask, you wash your hands, listen to some A-Pink, and enjoy some Asian entertainment. Bye! Bye! Bye!